Welcome to the Coaching Kids Curling Podcast. My name is Glenn Gabriel, and I'm a certified curling coach who lives in Pickering, Ontario, Canada. Today's podcast is the second part of a two-part episode on teaching curling strategy to kids. I'm going to review the basic concepts and skills you need to teach the kids, but then I'm going to tell you coaches to get out of the way and let the kids play. We'll also have a new coaching resource to share in this week's installment of Coaching Tidbit. Let's review last week's episode. I simplified the definition of curling strategy into one sentence. What shot should I call? But before we even try to answer that question, you need to teach these lessons first. 1. How to score an end and how to use a scoreboard. 2. Knowing the two different kinds of shots, draws and hits. And 3. How to call shots using skip signals and how to read those signals. Assuming your kids know these things, where do you go from there? Let's go right back to the beginning. If this question sounds simple, it is, but it's incredible how many curlers have never even thought about it. What is the object of curling? Answer. To score more points than your opponent. So what does that mean when it comes to scoring? A. You have to score points. And B. You have to make it hard for your opponent to score points. Why is this important? Because the shots you call ultimately have to serve the object of the game. Let's focus on part A. You have to score points. If that's the case, then logic dictates that you have to get your rocks in the house. So I emphasize calling draws to get rocks in play. In fact, that's the only piece of strategic advice I ever give to my little rocks bondspiel teams. Just get rocks in play. Now here's the twist. That's all the strategic advice I give. I don't even talk about hits. Once you give the kids the basic lessons, the next important step is to let the kids play, play, and play some more. Now permit me to go on a tangent. Several years ago, I read a book called The Art of Learning, An Inner Journey to Optimal Performance. It was written by Josh Waitskin, who is the young chess genius in the film Searching for Bobby Fischer. In the book, Josh describes a series of early chess lessons. Traditionally, beginners would be taught series of opening moves from famous games. However, Josh's teacher did something completely different. He would place one piece on the board versus the opposite color king and have him try to capture that king. Instead of memorizing a set of moves, young Josh was learning the strengths and weaknesses of each individual piece, pawns, knights, bishops, and so on. What does this have to do with curling? In curling, you have many different shots, each with their own particular strengths and weaknesses. I've simplified them into draws and hits, but let's take draws as an example. You can put a rock in front of the house, and it's a guard. You can put it on the center line or to the side of the house, or you can put a rock in the house to possibly count as a point, in front or behind the T-line or on either side. I like to use the analogy of a painting. When I'm coaching a new skip, I'll say, you're painting a picture and the shots are your brushes. How many different brushes are in your easel? Which ones are you most comfortable using? You're painting a picture with your opponent 
and it's constantly changing. You might make a mistake, but you can't erase it. It's part of the painting. Finally, how do you want it to look by the last rock? Let's return to Little Rocks. I've given the kids a basic set of brushes, and now I want the kids to spend as much time painting on the ice as possible. The second half of our Sunday practice is always reserved for gameplay. Of course, we play regular games, but there are several other game formats we use to give the kids more experience calling shots. Here are three of them. Number one. Our most popular game is called Four Corners. Four to eight kids are crouched around a house, each holding one or two rocks. There are two teams with players alternating around the circle, blue, red, blue, red, etc. Going clockwise, each player takes a turn throwing a rock toward the middle. After all the rocks are thrown, you score it like a normal end. Number two, the medium game. Move all the rocks to the near hog line and form two teams. You play a regular end to the near house. A rock has to be thrown from the point where the center line crosses the hog line. A curler can either squat and throw using their arm power, or they can use delivery sticks or brooms to push the rock. There is no sliding. That means you can work on the shots you call instead of worrying about the accuracy of the throw. Number three, triples. This format was developed at the National Training Center in Edmonton and is being used at the U15 and U18 level nationally. Two teams of three kids play at least three ends. After each end, players on a team switch roles. After three ends, everyone will have played at least one end as lead, middle position, and skip. The big advantage of this format is that each kid gets the skip for at least one end. Generally speaking, all these games are quicker to play, which means more rocks are thrown and more possibilities for ends played. Also, you can adjust the rules depending on the strategic lesson you want to teach. For example, in this end, there are no takeouts. Or, in this end, teams get to place a rock anywhere they want on the sheet. I'd like to make one plea to all the Little Rocks coaches out there. Our instinct is to help the kids, especially when they turn to us and ask, what shot should I call? Don't give them the answer. Let them come up with an idea first. Or, at the very most, ask them if they want to play a draw or hit. And when they finally do come up with an idea, don't immediately say that it's the wrong shot. Let them play it. If the games are competitive and there are stakes involved, even if it's just for bragging rights, they'll eventually figure it out for themselves. Independent thinking. Isn't that what we want for the kids? If that's truly the case, we need to let them make their own choices and consequently make their own mistakes. If you let the kids call their own shots, if you let the kids play, you'll encourage independent thinking and creativity. Those qualities will be valuable when it comes time to learning more complex strategy, like Fezrain, Red, Yellow, Green, and Plans. But let's leave that to the U15 and U18 age groups. If you're still listening to this podcast, thanks for spending the time to listen to my opinion on how to teach curling strategy to kids.
You may agree with me or disagree, but as I stated in my first episode, I'd rather take the chance and put my thoughts out there instead of thinking I know everything. Teaching curling strategy is hard, and it's a challenge for all coaches. So if you have any ideas or suggestions, I encourage you to email me. This podcast is a part of my coaching journey, and I hope the things I learn will be beneficial for you too. Okay, now it's time for this week's Curling Tidbit. In this segment, I share a piece of coaching information that might help you in your coaching education. Last week, I talked about the George Floyd incident in Minneapolis and how it should spark a discussion in the curling community. In the Rocks Across the Pond podcast, they tackle this exact issue in episode 54, which is called Take This Hammer, Making Our Community More Inclusive. I encourage you to listen to it and consider how we can make our curling clubs more open and inviting to a more diverse population. This has been the Coaching Kids Curling Podcast. To reach me, Coach Glenn, please email coachingkidscurling at gmail.com. Subscribe to our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. You can also help us by leaving a rating or review. For links to the resources mentioned in this episode, visit our website at coachingkidscurling.com. Click on the link to this episode for show notes and links. The intro and outro music for this podcast was Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. Thanks for listening. Good luck and good curling.